This is Laura Lummer, the Breast Cancer Recovery Coach. I'm a healthy lifestyle coach, a clinical Ayurveda specialist, a personal trainer, and I'm also a breast cancer survivor. In this podcast, we talk about healthy thinking and mindfulness practices, eating well, moving your body for health and longevity, and we'll also hear from other breast cancer survivors who have re-engaged with life and have incredible stories to share. This podcast is your go-to resource for getting back to life after breast cancer. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Breast Cancer Recovery Coach Podcast. I am your host, Laura Lummer, and you're in for a great show today. So I'm going to jump right into it. Over the past week, I have done four webinars on how to revive your life after breast cancer. And I had so many women ask for more times to attend these webinars that I added a fifth webinar, which I'm really excited about. And at the time of this recording, that webinar will happen in two days. It will happen on Saturday, July 18th at 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. So if you want to get in on this webinar, How to Revive Your Life After Breast Cancer, you can get all the details at thebreastcancerrecoverycoach.com forward slash Revive. That's capital R-E-V-I-V-E. So also, maybe even more exciting right now is that enrollment for Revivify, my 10-week coaching program, is open. And I opened Revivify for enrollment in January and in July. July being a really special month, my survivor month. And so I'm super excited about this. You can enroll until Sunday, July 19th at 9 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And then we all jump in and get started on this 10-week coaching program on Monday, July 20th. So if you've been waiting for the chance to get into Revivify, now is the time. And if you want to know more about it, you can get all the details on my website, thebreastcancerrecoverycoach.com. Click on Revivify or go to thebreastcancerrecoverycoach.com forward slash yes. And that's a capital Y-E-S. Something I've learned this week that anything after the forward slash has to be, is case sensitive. So it is a capital Y-E-S. Now, if you've been on one of the four previous webinars, then you know that I begin by talking about three of the top reasons why women come to me for support and why they show up at these webinars, what they're looking for. And I ask if those reasons resonate with the women on the webinar. And without fail, there's a resonating heck yes to one or more of the reasons that I talk about. I bring that up today because if you're new to this podcast or you're new to breast cancer, this breast cancer journey or recovery, it's so important to know that you are not alone. When I talk about the reasons women reach out for support, out of those who respond across all four of the webinars I've done, 70% of them said they wanted to feel heard by someone who gets what they're going through. 70%, that's a lot of women feeling disconnected and alone, and I totally get it. I mean, that feeling of being dismissed and not heard was just an incredibly powerful driving force for me when I decided to do the work that I do now. Uh, The author, Sean Siepersad, he is the author of the book, The Lonely Screams. And he said in an article in Psychology Today, 
that breast cancer survivors may experience a profound sense of loneliness, even if they have lots of supportive friends and family around them. He goes on to say, and I don't think this will surprise you, that part of the reason for the loneliness is because the person with breast cancer is experiencing situations and emotions that few others can understand, unless they've had breast cancer themselves. And that's not surprising because we know that, right? Part of the frustration I feel is that we have an expectation in our mind that someone will understand what we're going through, but we haven't, there's not that, the stage hasn't been set for that to happen. Someone can't really understand the impact of such a traumatic experience when they haven't gone through it. It's almost, it's not even realistic to expect that. So this situation, this feeling is actually called survivor loneliness. And it's a term coined by Mary Rosedale from a study she conducted and published in oncology nursing, in the Oncology Nursing Forum journal. And this was a study where there was a small group of women who were between one year to 18 years out of breast cancer treatment. And they were interviewed to explore their feelings of loneliness after breast cancer. Now, I found this description so powerful that she wrote in this study, and it was so spot on that I want to quote it to you here. She says, they described how they felt alone in the awareness of mortality and were invalidated by the experience of ongoing symptom burden, a changed sense of identity and connection, and an altered threshold for distress that pervaded their long-term experiences. As they sought ways to lead more authentic lives, the women sometimes withheld truth or projected images that they perceived as inauthentic, contributing to their loneliness. Mm. Here's why that is so powerful. Projecting inauthentic images happens when we get a diagnosis We're showered with support and love and pink ribbons and pink walks and hats and bracelets and t-shirts, and we're called warriors, and we continually feel the need to proclaim how strong we are. When inside, we feel lost, scared, terrified, and distanced from those closest to us because we're portraying this inauthentic image of ourselves. Now, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that, with all the pain. Not at all. When we get a diagnosis of breast cancer, we need to be in that space. It's really important because that first part of this journey is so freaking scary. It's terrifying and it's hard. And we need all the support and encouragement we can get to help us get through how awful it is. That's the truth. We feel like crap. We make decisions we feel forced into because we want to choose life. We feel sick, we get poisoned, we get burned, we get cut into, etc., etc. So we need a lot of pink and a lot of cheers and a lot of love at that time. And the truth is that when we get all of that support, it actually helps us have a higher chance of having a better treatment outcome. So all those things are good. And now sometimes that's not easy to hear because receiving all that support and projecting yourself as a pink warrior requires this like really weird mix of vulnerability and projecting that inauthentic image. The image of a warrior, even when you feel like you want to curl up in a ball and suck your thumb. So how can you be a warrior 
and accept help at the same time. You know, that's the gap. That's the gap that I call the protective barrier. It's that gap that opens the door for loneliness and distance when treatment ends because we establish it while we're in treatment. So when we move into recovery, it's still there. So that is that projecting that inauthenticness and holding back the truth of how you really feel. And it doesn't end well. So this is reinforced nearly every time that I talk to a survivor. Definitely it's reinforced every time I present a webinar. And it was amplified again this week by a real life situation, which was the news of Kelly Preston losing her life to breast cancer. And I received several messages from women who were very upset by this news. It really hits home. And some people managed it well, you know, just wanted to talk through it. And others really spiraled into some anxiety. Now, many of us were familiar with Kelly Preston and, of course, her famous husband. And when we see this beautiful, talented, vibrant woman who's somehow a part of our lives because she's always been there on the TV, right, or the movie screen, we perceive her as having everything and just awesome, right? She's beautiful. And then she loses her life to breast cancer. And it can put you right back in that place of thinking, oh my God, if that can happen to her, that can happen to me. And bam, that's it. You're distant, you're isolated, you're scared, and you're feeling lonely. Because you don't want to really say it out loud, do you? You don't want to say it out loud and scare the people who love you. And they honestly may even have conditioned you not to say those kinds of things out loud not to express those types of concerns verbally. If you've talked about it, if you've expressed fear and friends and loved ones respond with, don't talk like that, then you can start to feel awkward being transparent about your feelings. You know, they don't do this to dismiss you. I believe that truly. And I promise you that they're already thinking it too. And they don't want to say it out loud because they may scare you. And saying it out loud will reinforce their own fears. I could even see that on my husband's face when he told me the news about Kelly Preston. You know, she was just a year older than me, which so we're basically the same age. And I think that made it feel very real for him and very scary. And here's the thing. If you, so if you follow this podcast at all, if you listen regularly, you know that I'm not one to sugarcoat things. So I'll tell you, it is okay to talk openly about death. And to understand that it's neither morbid or thinking negatively. In my own personal experience and my experience working with other survivors, getting to that place where you're not afraid to talk about death as a part of life and not as a terrifying taboo, that can help you have a deeper appreciation for life now and for living in the moment. That feeling of secretly dealing with this fear or feeling like it's not okay to talk about what is very realistic, can keep increasing that feeling of distance, which results in feeling like you're not being heard or your feelings are being dismissed and that you're alone. Rosedale in that study said that one thing she found was that even though all of the women interviewed experienced feelings of loneliness, they also felt a deepened sense of empathy and connectedness to the suffering of others. And even in the clear understanding of how fragile life is, they really saw this 
and said, I see the fragility of being connected to other people. Still, they felt a strength and vitality of connection to their loved ones. Because the truth is that when we feel like something is scarce or that there's an urgency behind it, as we often do when we're facing our own mortality, those things are more important because they're even more precious to us, right? What can be taken away quickly, we want to hold on to even tighter. Another study that was published in Oncology Nursing Forum looked at the impact of psychosocial support on women with breast cancer. They took a small group of women and had half of them participate in a group intervention. And then the other half were left to cope on their own with whatever way they'd already been coping with recovering from breast cancer. So they used different diagnostic tools to assess how these women were feeling with respect to loneliness at six weeks and then again after six months of delivering intentional support. And what they found was women who had support had lower loneliness scores, more confidants, more people they confided in, and a higher sense of satisfaction with those people that they confided in than the women who did not receive that support. I'll post a link to one of the diagnostic tools that they used in this study. It's the UCLA Loneliness Scale because I think it's really fascinating and it's something that you, I think, would find interesting taking a look at. It's a series of questions that kind of rates where you are on a loneliness scale. It can be very insightful. That'll be in the show notes for this episode at the breastcancerrecoverycoach.com forward slash 96. So going back to the author, Sean Seeperhead. Super sad. Sorry about that. Super sad. He said that what brings power to these survivor groups is that when you're in the space with other people who share your fears, desires, hopes, and concerns, then you're able to be authentic because they get it. And they're not going to judge you or tell you to stop talking like that because they're too afraid to hear what you have to say. They're not going to do that because they identify with what you have to say. They feel it too. And I I believe this 100%. I see this in my Facebook group all the time in the breast cancer recovery group. Someone will post about how they can't stop thinking about getting cancer again. And others will pop right in with me too, or I get it. Or they'll share an experience of how they deal with that fear and try to move past it. In my group coaching calls for Revivify and Empower, I see this all the time also. Someone will bring up a sensitive topic because they're at the breaking point, right? They just, it's, you get to a point where you need to talk about something and it's just going to come out no matter what. And they'll bring it up and inevitably someone else will thank them for saying it because it's been on their mind too. So it may be a difficult topic, sensitive, so it's a little harder to get out. But inevitably someone else says, oh my goodness, I've been struggling with that as well. And that's why I picked this topic for today's show, because when I see hundreds of women reaching out to join a webinar for support and 70% of them wanting to be heard, I have to come here and say that to all of you collectively. I hear you and I know we hear each other. So don't keep doing this alone. And I know you're sitting here. I'm not a joiner. I don't do the group thing. I hear that all the time. I was on a call with a woman the other day who I could see and feel, feel her anxiety. And I know she needed to connect with other survivors, but she just kept saying, ah, I just don't do the group thing. And so I told her, you know what? You can join the breast cancer recovery group and just linger. 
Like just be there in the group. Don't need to post. You don't need to comment if that's not comfortable for you, but hang out. See what other women are saying. Because I think that sometimes in just seeing it, it helps you to feel less isolated. Less like you're the only one who feels this way. Now, it's not uncommon at all for me to hear women focus on how rare or how aggressive the cancer they had was. And especially in recovery, this is where some of that fear and loneliness and isolation was because they have a really hard time moving past it and then really identifying with cancer. I'll hear, you know, my cancer, my cancer. Think about the the terminology and the way you speak about it. Is it my cancer or did you have cancer? You know, when you get sick with the flu, do you call it my flu? Really think about how you identify with that. So a lot of women will get stuck there and just say, you know, oh, I had this really aggressive form or I had the most aggressive form. And when we're doing that, I want to offer just this little bit of a mindset shift for you. When you move into recovery, it's no longer really about what kind of cancer you had. And I mean, of course, you have to follow your doctor's directions, continue to do your diagnostics, continue to follow the plan that your practitioner set out for you. But I'm talking aside from the medical advice, the way that you think. If you want to feel empowered and connected and anchored to your life now, if you want to feel understood and even capable of inspiring others, you have to put out the effort to connect, to regroup your life, and that will help you move past the loneliness. You have to be forward thinking and ask yourself, What am I doing now to get me closer to my future self, to the woman I want to be, and to the life I want to live? There's a book that I love called Think Forward to Thrive. It was written by Janice Vilhauer, PhD, and I'll put a link to that in the show notes as well. In that book, she says that feelings are a response to what we have been thinking And this is totally in alignment with what I was taught by my own life coach and what I teach to others. Bill Howard goes on to talk about how you may not be aware of your thoughts because that actually does take a lot of training and practice to really notice what you're thinking, how you're thinking, why you're thinking those thoughts. It's a lot of training really, but you can generally tell what your emotional state is. And this is a quote from her book. Your emotional state indicates what you are giving attention to, even if you are not aware of it. When you're experiencing a negative emotion, ask yourself, what am I thinking that is making me feel this way? Unquote. Now, I cannot support that statement enough. And I'm sure the women in my Empower group would agree because thought work is behind everything we do in Empower and in Revivify. It's so critically important. I think that if we lose sight of that, that we can easily get caught up in medical terminology and in circumstances of cancer because it's scary and it's traumatizing so we can get stuck there. But that's when we wind up feeling frustrated and lonely and often not even realizing we've lost sight of working on the solution, the solution to that anxiety, which is what you're thinking, how you're connecting to yourself and your thoughts and your support system. So in my webinar, I tell attendees that you can look outside of yourself for inspiration and guidance, 
but you must look inside of yourself for answers. But in this situation, I'm going to cheat for you. On this podcast, I'm going to give you a key answer. If you are feeling lonely and disconnected, unheard and misunderstood, connecting to other survivors will help you feel better. It will give you a safe space to talk about things that other people, maybe for the first time since your diagnosis, truly understand. People who really get you. And if you're not ready or able or interested in joining a physical group, find an online group like the Breast Cancer Recovery Group. And there's lots of online groups. There's lots of Facebook groups out there. And some are more focused on medicine. Some are more focused on treatment. Uh, So find a group that works for you. I do offer the Breast Cancer Recovery Group. and, And that group is really focused on forward thinking. Even though many of the women in it may still be in treatment, we look at, okay, how are you feeling? How are you dealing with this? How can you move forward? How can you find some happiness and some connected feelings. So you can dip your toe in there and start seeing how it feels to hear from other like-minded women who want to live a fulfilling life after breast cancer. And if you want to hear more about the four pillars that I teach for breast cancer recovery, at the time of this recording, you have one more chance to join in on a webinar. And that is on Saturday, July 18th at 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. You can join that free through my website or by going to the breastcancerrecoverycoach.com forward slash revive. And if you have been waiting to get into Revivify, my 10-week coaching program, it is open for enrollment until Sunday, July 19th at 9 p.m. And I would love to have you jump into this mindfulness-based course that not only works through the four pillars of breast cancer recovery, but it touches on every aspect of your life on how you're thinking about your life and the action that you're taking on your life and how you can move forward to thrive. So you can find out more about that again at thebreastcancerrecoverycoach.com forward slash yes. And I'm going to leave you with that thought today and that thought of really considering how you are feeling or not feeling connected, how you are feeling isolated and ask yourself when you experience that feeling, what is the thought? What is the thought that is causing that feeling to happen? That can take a lot of work. It's no simple answer to it. Write it down. When I feel this, this is what I'm thinking. That's going to start moving you forward and then get into the, one of these groups. Take that time, invest that time in yourself and into connecting to others as a part of supporting your recovery. I don't want you to be one of the 70% that's out there feeling alone. You don't have to do this alone. So thanks for listening. Thanks for being here. And until next week, be good to yourself. Come on over to Facebook. Find me. Join the Breast Cancer Recovery Group. Join a webinar. Join Revivify. Do something for yourself. And I will talk with you again next week. You've put your courage to the test Laid all your doubts to rest Your mind is clearer than before Your heart is full and wanting more Your future's at the door Give it all you got